episode that is launched is one that I have kept in my back pocket, so to speak, for a while. It was one of the first interviews that I did, and it's extra special to me because in listening to my guests tell of her journey, it so mirrored my own. And so much of the points that she made, I could just feel so much in my heart. And I'm looking forward to you hearing of her journey and different points that she makes on she's vulnerable she opens up she she speaks you know from her heart about certain things and that's very special to me and i and i it's one reason why i'm doing this podcast so that you can hear from different people on their journey and how they moved through things and what worked for them and and hopefully you can take away something that will serve you and help you so my guest is a yoga teacher she is a life coach she is a podcast host and she is a fellow Southern girl. And as I told her that I've made it a rule now that once you've been in the South for two years, you can consider yourself a Southern gal. So let's hear what Lori Mendenhall has to tell us all today. Thank you for listening. Good morning, and actually, good morning, happy Monday. I love Mondays, the beginning of the week. Welcome to Your Life, Your Way podcast. And I could not be happier on this Monday morning, first Monday after Christmas, last Monday before the new year, to have with me Lori Mendenhall, who is a fellow Southern gal, born and raised in North Carolina, oldest of four. And I had said to her in the beginning, when we were chatting beforehand that I've made it a rule that after you've been in the South for two years, you can consider yourself a Southern gal, as I am in Aiken, South Carolina. But I'm very excited to hear Lori's path, her journey, her story, because her, her path and her journey is very warm to my own heart, as it includes yoga, meditation, life coaching, and Reiki how it served Lori in her journey through life's, I call them daily pokes, stresses, and sometimes life's major changes. So I'm going to let Lori take over and give us an idea of who she is, where she came from, where she's going. And I'm so excited to have you, Lori. Welcome. For, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I'll be honest, this is my first interview, <clears throat> so to speak. This is my first podcast invitation. So I'm really excited to be here. Um, there is one thing about me. I do love to talk. So, so, I, <laughs> um, I, uh, I was actually even sharing your, your podcast with some of our other fellow podcasters um, just yesterday. So I'm Laurie. I was born and raised in High Point, North Carolina. I live in the Piedmont. Um, I still live here. Um, my husband and I spend our vacations and our off downtime in Orlando. And uh, I'm a life coach. I'm a registered yoga teacher. I am a Reiki practitioner. And my story to where to get from where I was to here is because of my own personal life coach. And it came from this time last year, she had become gravely ill with cancer. And just a couple of months prior to that, we had talked about, I was finally going to be open to, okay, maybe this is my true calling. 
<clears throat> because I am the person that has poo-pooed off my true calling my entire life. Um, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I, I, I know there's something else, right? Um, my, I, t- I talk about this, uh, uh, you know, in the first episode of my podcast, she asked me if I could do what she does. And I would always say, yes, I had been working with her since I was 25. I'm 51. So if that tells you anything. So for half of my life, I had this, this wonderful life coach and we were planning on, you know, doing things together and working on, um, working on some stuff in the new year of last, you know, this past year. And I was very excited. I had started doing yoga. I had done yoga before, but I'd started doing yoga in December of last year. And by February, I had decided that I wanted to take the teacher training more to expand my knowledge of yoga than to actually be a yoga teacher. I'll go back to that later, but the experiences that I was having in these yoga classes with letting go of all of the crap that I had been stuffing down. And let me tell you, I like to stuff it down with a, with a spoonful of something, something sweet usually. Um, I like to stuff all of my emotions down my throat to keep from doing anything. And during these meditations at the end of your yoga class, a lot of people don't know this, but yoga is movement of your body to focus. It helps your brain settle and focus. So when you do Shavasana, whether you do it for five minutes, 15 minutes, or 30 minutes within Yoga Nidra, you can actually get into meditation. And I am maybe too excited that I can almost fall asleep. I catch myself snoring. I don't think I'm asleep, but then I'll hear myself snore and I'm like, oh, I can actually, I'm so excited that I can get to that place that I'm supposed to be in meditation. And so I was so excited. I was like, oh, called Jane. I was like, I have had, Jane's my life coach. I have had this breakthrough, this amazing thing. I've been letting stuff go. And she was like, great. She's like, you know what? I'm in the hospital um, trying to get better. That's what she would tell me. She never said, she not one time ever told me that she was terminal. I knew it in the back of my head, but didn't want to, to, I didn't want to deal with it and probably still don't want to deal with it. Um, It took me um, probably two months into yoga teacher training to realize that, excuse me, I've just realized I've got some of my breakfast on my shirt. Very normal. See, I'm very normal people. I just finished eating my oatmeal and there we go. Sorry about that. Um, I I sat straight up in bed one morning. Like I woke up and was like, she's dying. And it was all of this emotional stuff that came to me, but it was because I had uncovered some of that other stuff that I finally came to that realization. And at that point, I was nervous. I was very nervous about what I was doing. I was very fearful. Um, She died right around the time I finished my teacher training. And um, I still don't feel like she's gone. Like 
I, I still have a voicemail from her on my phone that I'm not willing to let go of. Um, we went, so I, I, so I started going to, I have a friend that's a Reiki master. And um, so I started going to her. She was having a special, but I hadn't really done Reiki before. My massage therapist is a Reiki master, but I never really put that all together. And this is not the same person. So I went to see my friend Caroline and we, she worked on me and I had some, uh, Reiki is a, I love how she explains it. It's a, it's a Japanese stress reliever. Mm, definitely. I, I think that's a very good way to explain it because when you start talking about energy work and moving energy, it makes a lot of people nervous, but once you experience it and you can, can feel yourself clear and your thoughts are clearer, your heart's clearer. Um, you don't feel so heavy. You tend to want to go back for more because you feel so good. You almost come away um, with understanding, even if you're not clear on what it is, there's an understanding that you can just feel and sense, I find from my Reiki sessions. Right, right. Um, so my first session with her was more of, I don't know what this is. I don't know how this is going to work, you know, but I'm curious about it, right? I knew that I needed to go and try it. And the, the thoughts that kept popping into my head, um, my very first session was <clears throat> a, a hawk, um, a Japanese woman, which I had to go and find. I mean, I had to, I like started researching Reiki a lot after that because I wanted to, to figure out what that was. And, and I can't remember there was something else, um, that popped up. So I was like, okay. So a couple weeks later, I went back. I was like, I, I need to do this again. Um, I think by the time we did three, three sessions, I knew that I needed to study Reiki and um, learn more about it. With Jane, we had done workshops years ago on uh, chakra balancing mm -hmm. and getting getting the spinning you know, with your energy, it's, it's hard to explain for people that don't understand energy work. Um, but we had done these things. And so I already had a very basic understanding of the, of this and, um, wanted to learn more pandemic wise. I couldn't find anybody that would teach me in person. So I took, um, some online class, which was fine. Um, Like so the sun was decided to come out from behind the cloud. Um, I couldn't have anybody teach me in person. So I took an online class and that was fine. I will tell you that my online class certification is master teacher. And I am not knocking anyone that wants to share their knowledge, but no, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough. I was like, there's no, no, just no. Um, and I finally found a girl in Greensboro who um, was happy to let me come in one-on-one -on -one and, and learn from her. And I used those certifications. 
uh, as opposed to the ones that I got online. I also was able to practice and use my energy. And um, I have several friends who have allowed me to work on them and help them get cleared. Some of my fellow yoga teachers, um, it's very interesting to me because I have one friend who is a teacher and the stresses that she goes through in the public school system, whenever I work on her, she's always heavy right here because she has that. And I just laugh, I'm like, you have to keep your mouth shut this week, didn't you? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's all right here. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that tends to be my area as well. And if for somebody who likes to talk, it's amazing that it, that's where it is. <laughs> but I think a lot of times it's because there are things that we want to say, but we know we shouldn't, or maybe it's okay for us to have that point of view, but not necessarily share it. Um, unlike me who just lets things fly. I, I have really learned how to not let things fly. Um, but I tend to be stuck in my solar plexus because um, when you take on other people's energy and you may feel this as well with coaching, um, you, you, get you get blocked up in your, in your solar plexus because you've got your energy trying to flow with all this other energy that you've absorbed. Um, it's kind of blocking everything off. Sometimes the ebb and flow isn't so graceful. It, it can be a little rough. Right. Until right. you are clear. Yes. Absolutely. And emotions and other things can play into that. Um, you know, you could have a bad day at work and carry that around with you for who knows how long. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of journaling and I journal every day. And after I started the Reiki study, I started my, I, I began, I used to have a separate journal that was my gratitude journal, but I now begin my journaling with gratitude. And I found today in my journaling that there was something that I was holding onto. And it was a house that I lived in like 10 or 12 years ago that I was attached to. And something that had been said at Christmas at my parents' house, I was, I was kind of holding on to that, like, what, what, what did they mean by that? And I realized that it was still attached to that house. So today I started, I, I know, I started journaling, you know, what was it that I loved about that house? And, you know, how can I let that go and create it? I think it was this and this house, this was the house that I was um, with my first husband in. And so, you know, we did not have that house anymore because we don't have each other anymore. And that was one of those things that just made me kind of say, oh, you know, I, I, I see all of the things that I loved about it. So let's make my house now feel that same way. That's a beautiful awareness. And I too have gone through divorce and, and moved from that house. I understand mm -hmm. the journey. How do you feel that even the, the yoga, the meditation, how did you know, first of all, that these were yours? I'm all about finding out what works for you. How did you realize and feel and sense that these were your path? And then how did you use them to process your life changes? 
the more I did them, the more stuff I let go of. <clears throat> Excuse me. We always talk about in yoga class, especially when you're doing deep hip stretches like pigeon mm -hmm. or frog or, you know, yogi squat, anything that opens your hips because humans carry a lot of things in their hips. We always say, <clears throat> while you're here, you may have some thoughts come up. Just acknowledge them and let them go. But you have to acknowledge them. You have to say, oh, I started small things. You know, when I, and then as I was working through yoga teacher training, so you're gonna get my full life story here. When I was in the seventh or eighth grade, I was, I would go walking with my mom and our next door neighbor every morning. And one morning I decided I was going to jog. Now I was what, 13, 12 years old. And, you know, being pole, I was jogging down the road and I was not far in front of my parent, my mom and, and my neighbor, but I had turned a corner and was coming down a hill and this pickup truck was coming up the way it was just a little pickup truck I could describe it to you completely but um, came up slowed down pulled up into the parking lot just past me and skidded to turn around like he was coming back for me I was in my neighborhood I was a block from my house but I was on the back side like my house was here and I was over here so I was the furthest point away from my house so I ran around the corner and ran up the driveway of my best friend who, who just happened to live around the corner and just hid until I could see my mom walk because I knew she was coming and that that truck was not going to stop my mom from coming right mm -hmm. and I came out and told her what happened and then I don't think I ever went on a walk again <laughs> for a long time um but I had carried that around and I carried that as a fear of being kidnapped of being sexually assaulted a be <clears throat> i carried around all these these fears that i had built up in my in my head and during my yoga teacher training during one of our meditation sessions i felt like i let that go and this is a true story i sat up and we have all these windows in the front of the yoga studio and this pickup truck that looked exactly like that drove down the street and I looked at them and I said, y'all, I think that just left. It just went down the street. It didn't bother me when I saw it. Um, it was just, that was just, that was kind I of, the, I just kept having these little things that were showing me that I was on the right path. Love it. Um, and the Reiki even more so. Um, I do, I, I see my massage therapist every, every other week. Um, because as I've gotten older, I've realized that I do need self-care and self-preservation. And that is like, I don't go to the salon and get my nails done. I go to the salon and get my back work, you know, get my body worked on. Um, that's just, that's, that's what I prefer. And I want to say about two months ago, I said, you know, I said, are you still doing Reiki? Cause I know you're a Reiki master. And she's like, yeah. I said, well, why don't we start doing this every other week? And so we started doing more Reiki, which has been helping me let go of and dig up stuff. 
and the first couple of times we did it, there was no conversation, but even the, but the last two times we've done it, she's like, what did you feel? Cause she wants to talk about what she felt, which I, which I think is interesting, you know, um, because the, you know, as a, as a Reiki professional and knowing, um, I see a lot of people, they don't know what they're, you, you don't know what you're dealing with, with the energy. You're just a conduit as a, as a, as a practitioner, as a, as, or as a master, you are just a conduit for the energy. You are just trying to open the spaces so the energy can flow freely. You don't know necessarily what you're moving, but the more she works on me, the more she knows what she, she doesn't know, but she knows that she's moving something because she's being called to, to get it out of the way or, you know, whatever it is. She's like, I've been told that I need to stay here until this is, is clear, so to speak. Um, and that's, you know, and that's gotten me, those two things have really gotten me to where I am now after that first month of Reiki this past summer, that was when I realized I really needed to work on my coaching certifications because I had always been a, a person that people just like to come and talk to, but I had never really talked about, oh yeah, I would be great at doing this. Um, it was not something, you know, I always felt like, oh, I can barely get out of my own way. You know, how can I help somebody? It just sort of chooses us. It, it does. Mm -hmm. And definitely. And I believe that Jane was leading me to that point, but she ran out of time because that was, that was what her purpose was. And I almost feel like that's exactly how I got there because she was like, look, I can only bring you to the water. You got to drink it. You got to be the one to do it. Um, and that's, I think that's really how I got here. Um, it's very interesting for me because of starting it with yoga. I still, I feel like now that I've been teaching it for a little bit, that I had gotten past being able to serve myself with it. So I have decided to not teach yoga anymore. I will teach private lessons. I would be glad to work with anyone but I don't want to be locked into a, a teaching schedule. I do work full time outside of all of this, um, but that I want to do more. I want to focus on the coaching and on the sharing and the, and the, the helping people because, you know, like we talked about a little bit ago, you don't know who you're going to touch, who may hear your story. Exactly. And and say, oh, I thought it was just me. And, and you get that. I have, you know, I have tons of friends in AA. It's the same thing. You don't know who you're gonna, gonna reach with your story. You don't know who, who may hear you and go, oh, it may, that might be their light bulb moment. And it might be the fact that what you and I could say the exact same thing in guiding our, our clients However, my voice, my energy might not be the one they need to hear or that speaks to them. But boy, saying the same thing from you, boom. 
Right. And that's the beauty of having so many of us that are holding space for, for me, I, I haven't asked you, I mean, I work strictly with women, but it's about holding that space so that they feel safe and finding their way. And it has to be the right voice and connection. Exactly. And, and you don't, and you never, I mean, it, it blows me away the amount of people that, that I have met and connected with just this year on this journey to getting to getting there. I almost named my podcast getting there, but, (laughs) but I felt like speaking my truth was a little bit more, more, more on point because I find that as, as a human being, we are, we are fearful of being judged. We are afraid to be who we're supposed to be. And our environment kind of encourages that. It encourages you to to fit your square peg into this round hole um, instead of, you know, being the person that, that you're supposed to be. And that's kind of, it took me 50 years, but I feel like I'm getting there. <laughs> In the journey, it, it, it is a lifetime. It is a life process. And that's why we never get there. It's, it's a continuation. And I think the probably, if I had to pick one favorite part of it is it becomes fun. That's my word. I get, I get jazzed. It's, it's fun. If I get, I'll use the word triggered by something, which happened to me just, just not too long ago. And I ended up saying to the woman that I was speaking with, apparently there's a little something I still need to work on (laughs) because it's not something that then I go down that rabbit hole of, oh, you're awful. Look what you did. You said you felt it's, oh, okay. Where'd that come from? And it's a much smoother and easier process to move through it and say, thank you. I appreciate the lesson or I call it the review process. But it's it's a, it become it gets easier, it get, just gets easier. Yes, yes, and 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 I I hate it when I have to go. Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> I hate that because I'm like, oh, I'm trying so hard to learn and to be better, and you know, two steps forward, one step back. It's okay. You're still moving forward, mm-hmm. and it's more experience to, as we understand, as you understand. I feel it gives you more clarity on offering your story to someone who you can say, look, it's okay. We do fall down and it is a review process. And there's just a little something else you need to take away from that. And you have the tools. Yes. You have the certifications. Yes. But you have your life experience. You have everything that you've been through. And there's so many lessons in that. How do you, how do you want to move forward in helping your clients based on your life experience and the tools that you've learned and developed? I think that for me, it's to help people understand that perfection is a myth. Um, if we sat around, if I sat around any longer and waited for things to just be perfect, nothing would ever happen. Um, I would main, maintain my 
stuck and would not be able to get out of my own way. And I think that's where people do get stuck because they always say if and when instead of let's just do this messy. And I, and I think that we've all kind of gone through that, that lesson, but it's when you figure out that it's okay, when you let yourself treat yourself like you're eight years old, you know, say, you know, it's okay. Just, just do it. Just go for it. Because that's what I would tell my nieces and nephews. Oh, just go for it. Exactly. You know, life is short and they're like, oh, people will make fun of me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to do it for you. And that's, that's kind of how I've had to start treating myself is to say, what would eight-year-old Laurie do? You know, or even better, what would four-year-old Laurie do? Because four-year-old Laurie hasn't even been made fun of yet for anything. (laughs) She's just out there having fun. And um, the innocence of children is, is so great that it's something that as adults, we, we think that everything has to be just perfect and just right. And this, this past year has been me learning that it's okay just to be, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be perfect, that nothing is perfect. And if things go off course, that's okay instead of the 30-year-old Laurie that would be like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. We're late. We're five minutes late. This is a disaster. You know, this is, it's, it's not, it's all most of what we Most of what we create in our mind does not happen. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. Okay. Well, um, My podcast is launching on January 5th, and uh, it is called Speak Your Truth. My life coach always said that it was the most important to speak your truth, stand in your light, be who you are meant to be. And I could not think of a more fitting title for me, not only to stand up and actually speak my truth, to have a honest conversation. Um, my, my podcast right now is just me talking, um, about different subjects that I think are important for people to know about. Um, the first of which is the first episode is a get to know me. Um, you might actually get to know me more on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the second episode is is about the fear of being seen um which a lot of people don't realize that when they're looking at things like what's keeping you from doing this well the bottom line the one single word of anything that keeps you from doing anything else is fear mine has always been the fear of being seen because I was a shy child. I, you know, I never liked attention on me and um, it's, I'm really excited about the podcast. I think it really shines a good light on that. Um, 
when you're afraid to step out and do something, it's a lot of times you don't want to, you don't want people to see you. You don't want people to acknowledge you because they may like you, but they may not. And maybe you're not willing to, to take that risk. Um, the fear of being seen also comes from, um, to me, I find it resonates most with my, with my weight. Um, like I said, I like to eat my feelings, I like to stuff them down one spoonful at a time. And that is something that I have worked on for at least the last 10 years. Um, I'm still going up and down, but I know right now that what I have been stressing over is being seen, speaking my truth. You know, it's a little scary. Not gonna lie, it's scary to step out into the world. But I have had so many people come to me that you know that are my friends, and this doesn't count the multitudes of strangers that have listened to my trailer. But my friends, they're like, "Oh, we're so excited!" I'm like, "Oh, now I'm like, oh, I hope I don't disappoint you." <laughs> you know, that, that fear that, and I call it the ego, because I think your ego feeds your fear. Oh, absolutely. You know. Um, it's, it's just, you know, your ego sits there and says, well, what if this doesn't work? And I have to step back and say, well, what if it doesn't? I mean, you know, what am I not going to try? I'll never know if it doesn't, you know, you'll never know. Let me ask you a question if I may, because you just touched on that and and taking you back to the yoga. Mm -hmm. I often use the, I use my we have a, such a similar path. It's so funny. We're going to have to have a cup of coffee sometime via Zoom outside of the podcast. Anytime. <laughs> but I stopped teaching in studio as well, feeling the call to had t- just take it to a different path. But I often use, well, I do, part the restorative yin yoga and the adaptive yoga is part of my stress and lifestyle management coaching. But I love to look at a particular pose that is the downward facing dog. And that is a wonderful example. And I'd love to hear your take on it. That is a pose where that little voice that you're talking about, that ego that always says, you can't do that. Get out of that. Don't do that. You're going to be hurt or you can't do that. Who do you think you are? You're to this that voice tends to speak very loudly in downward facing dog because it's a position of vulnerability. It's uh, you're, you're upside, you're, you're not upside down, but you're down and it can be very awkward on the body to be in that position. And I have found that that voice just screams in that position and in working with clients, it's like, okay, get to know that voice because that's the one that is saying those things to you, like what you're speaking of right now, Lori, and getting to know that voice versus ego versus what is your intuition? What is your, what is your soul telling you? How do you find in certain yoga poses that you hear that voice? You know, the voice, because you're just talking about it. We all hear it. Right. (laughs) Right. I, I find that voice, um, not necessarily in downward facing dog, And I don't know why, because you're right. It's a very vulnerable pose, but maybe that's a pose that I know that I can do, that I'm, 
that I'm strong in that, you know, I've got my hands out, you know, um, I find that voice coming to me more in any kind of wheel or camel anywhere I'm anywhere so you talk about vulnerable vulnerability anywhere where I'm opening my heart mm-hmm. that is a very good light bulb moment you've just given me <laughs> because I had not thought about that <laughs> um any of those poses where I am yeah any heart opening poses is is very that those are more vulnerable for me and I find them to be harder and I don't do them a lot. Um, Avoidance, another conversation for another time. A whole nother conversation. Um, yeah, there are things that I avoid in my yoga practice. Um, the things that I like to do are the hip openers. You know, all of the hip opening po- poses I love. I, it's like I have become so obsessed with letting stuff go that I've, I'm protecting my heart. Do you feel that's become your new, those poses, hip openers have become your new comfort zone? Possibly, yes. Um, one of the classes that I was teaching once a month, which I may still teach those, um, we call it yoga for runners, but it is more hip opening poses. It is more, um, more stuff like that instead so now I'm going to have to rethink that I'm going to have to start doing a bunch of heart opening um you know for my own practice just so I can become more comfortable with my emotions and recognizing and it, I think you already you know we we do recognize that voice it's whether we want to admit it or not and and right. honor it right. but developing a new relationship with it finding that new relationship with fear, that fear can be our friend. It's meant to be in the very beginning of of life. It was meant to be a source of support. And that journey, and it sounds like you've done that so much with even back the little girl with the truck, you know, that is a perfect example. Fear protected you there. You knew exactly instinct what to do. Right. And absolutely. Everything you're doing, the energy work, the well yoga is also energy work the meditation everything is about developing that new relationship which you've done on the mat you've done off the mat and i think it's beautiful your, your story and and the journey that you're on and the fact that you're going to be holding space for others to find their way thank you i i i'm excited um you know it's something definitely out of my comfort zone but it's something that I also feel completely at home with completely wonderful wonderful how if someone would like to continue the conversation with you how might they be able to find you well you can find me on instagram I am at laurie mendenhall I am on facebook Um, I have a speak your truth podcast page I have a laurie mendenhall coaching page And I also, um, if you go to my Instagram, which is probably the easiest way, there is a link tree and it will take you to anywhere that you can connect with me um, in the, in the bio area. Um, Or you can reach me at Laurie Mendenhall coaching at gmail.com. 
And or, I will definitely have your Linktree link in the okay. notes so that people can reach out to you. Yeah, and, and my website will be included in there as well. Um, I am a Jacqueline of all trades. Um, I also am an artist, so I do have an Etsy page. Uh, <laughs> um, just, what type of artist? Um, I mostly do watercolors. Beautiful, nice. I, I also do marker illustrations. I like, I have found that I really just love to doodle. And so that is another form of meditation for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I have pulled that into my yoga practice. Um, not necessarily in my yoga classes, but uh, the studio where I became a yoga teacher and have taught uh, we have a yoga retreat. We went on one this past fall. We're going on one in the spring. And I bring the creative mind to the table. I brought uh, mandalas to, for everyone to color, um, some meditation uh, to go along with that. And for the spring, I'm really excited about some things that I found that I want to bring as well because coloring is meditation. And it was interesting because we used it as an icebreaker for the weekend. And it was something that every time we, you know, we were eating, if we weren't on the beach, we were, you know, people would just be sitting there coloring and, you know, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Lovely. We'll be anxious to hear more about the retreat once it happens. Yeah. If you could leave one final for our listeners, what would it be? One final little tip or support or advice? You know, to me. I don't know that I have one tip of advice, but if you feel like you're stuck, don't be afraid to reach out to someone to help get you unstuck. Because if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't be sitting here. Um, and I also am a big believer in support groups. I like groups of women um, that come together for the same purpose, um, to just help each other. Um, I have a little podcasting group. Um, there's five of us. And the first time I ever sat on a Zoom with those five, five other women, I was like, I looked at all of them and I was like, I don't know what y'all believe. I was like, but I'm pretty sure that this, this was meant to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so trust your gut. How's that? <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Well, Lori, thank you so much. I have so enjoyed your company, your, your energy, your spirit. So I, I'm looking forward to your podcast. You said January 5th, oh, yeah, speak your truth. We'll be looking for that and please come back down the road and we'll have a part two. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was so much fun. It was a pleasure. Very honored to have you. Thank you so much, Lori Lund Mendenhall. And we will look forward to the podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. I had a couple of takeaways of my own. Trust in your gut, definitely pay for it when I don't. And when you're feeling stuck, seek support. Don't be afraid to reach out to a mentor or friends or even professional support if you need. I will leave Lori's link tree information in the show notes. If you found value in today's episode, I would love it if you would please share with friends and family and, and do subscribe. We'd when you subscribe and leave a review and, and stars, it does help us boost the podcast, reach more people, and of course, serve more people. 
Thank you so much again. I wish you much joy and peace and blessings. Thank you.